Hey neighbors, Adam and Nate here to tell you about a very special live event that we have coming up with our good friends Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey from the Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling Podcast. As part of the monthly Chicago Podcast Festival Showcast, we're doing a show Wednesday, March 21st, 8 p.m. at the Beat Kitchen. The Beat Kitchen is located at 2100 West Belmont Avenue in Chicago. It's really easy to find. Again, Nate and I both used to live right off of Belmont. So. It's all true. For advanced tickets, go to chicagopodcastfestival.org slash showcases. Come on out. We'll buy you a Schlitz. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and this week's episode is a very special live episode that we did up at the Bad Dog Theater in Toronto, Ontario, with our good friends at the Illusionoid Podcast. Big names in horror, Freddy, Jason, white men in general. <laughs> like white dudes. Look around, there's a lot of them here tonight. But we are here at the Bad Dog Theater in Toronto. Give it up for the Bad Dog, ladies and gentlemen. Now, every theater has a ghost. It's supposed to have a ghost that haunts its halls. I once did a show down in the South that claimed Elvis Presley was the ghost in its halls. So this theater is no different. I'm sure there's a ghost here tonight. That could be it right there. But not a lot of theaters have phantoms. And that's what we're going to be discussing here tonight. And tonight, joining me on stage is somebody who can paint that picture very clearly Please welcome to the stage Super Agent Sam Birnbaum. Let him hear it one time. Thanks for joining me, Sam. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks yeah. for coming all the way up to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, give me a little bit about uh, where you're from, what you do, and who you represent. Uh, I'm a, I'm an agent, uh, like a literary and a talent agent, and um, I've been doing this a long time, and uh, I represented, you know, a lot of big names, but uh, the one that a lot of people kind of know about but don't know that I represented them was uh, the uh, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You represented the fan of the opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that go? Not good. No, okay. Not good. I thought I was going to make a lot of money with that kid, but it did not work out that way. Yeah, I guess uh, that's really the, the guy I want to talk about. Yeah, because yeah, all yeah. your I mean, all your clients are fine, but this guy, that's pretty messed up, huh? Yeah, he was really not a good person. Yeah. Uh, he uh, had a lot of issues uh, mentally and emotionally. Yeah, yeah. But talent, good Lord, this kid, the talent he had, he could... He could write music, he could play music, he could sing music. He was a triple threat. Yeah, well, I mean, his voice is is beautiful. Astounding. So, I guess, how does a kid with a deformed face come to find you, Sam, to be his agent? Well, you know, he sent a lot of letters first, so I never got to see him in person. Uh-huh. Uh, and he sent samples of his writing, some of his tunes, you know, da 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 I wrote it all out, and I was like, this is pretty good. He sent I, you sheet music? He sent sheet, sheet, sheet music over. He said, take it. Well, you know, there wasn't like he couldn't send me a CD or anything back in the day. <laughs> right, right. This is like 18 whatnot. And so he's a, <laughs> he's a violinist and then he's a singer composer kind of guy. So I'm like, this guy I could make lots of money with him. I could tour him all around. So I go, yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, sign a thing. And then uh, he shows up and I was like, ick. 
You said it. I did. I should not have. It really kind of set him off. But yeah. he. Uh, what does he do? What does he, he do? He's got this like it's kind of a gross half face thing uh-huh. going on. Yeah, it's not good. Well, I want to know more about that half face because I've heard a lot of conflicting stories about how he got this half face. There are a lot of conflicting stories. Uh, one, I heard he was just born that way. Yeah, that's what, you know, a lot of people say he was born that way. Uh, he says, sometimes he says it, but then I think for publicity, he says he got acid spilled on his face I've heard once. that too. Uh, it's all conflicting stories, mostly from him. Uh-huh. I think he's embarrassed about being born the way he was, so he made up a whole acid thing. Yeah. I also heard that he like fell one time, and uh, he's like, oh, this happened when I fell, and I was like, you're lying, but... Yeah. You, you can usually tell when the stories are lies. One theory is that he's not disfigured at all, and this is just for attention. Oh, oh no, I've been there. He is disfigured. Okay. He yeah. sat as far away from me as you are right now, uh-huh. and it, I watched things run down his face. Gross. He ruined a couple of contracts we were trying to sign, Yeah. but it's gross. It's a whole thing. So how do you get this kid to the opera? Oh, here's the thing. The opera's always dark except for on stage, right? So yeah. no one can really see that gross face of his. And I also say, hey, wear this bag. Okay. Just wear a bag. And if anybody asks, you say, it's my comfort bag. And it just makes me feel good. And then he can play his music and everyone can see him and go, that bag guy's really great. It was a gimmick, right? Like Michael Jackson had the one glove. I said, you be the bag guy. <laughs> The guy with the bag. Guy on his with head. the bag on his head. That'd be great. Like, yeah, like the unknown comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, when does the stalking and the kidnapping and the murder start? Oh, pretty much right away. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he got into the orchestra. He was listening down in the orchestra pit and in the walls of the of the whole place of the opera house there in France. And then all of a sudden, this Christine girl comes out, oh, and yeah. the next thing you know, his entire career is off track. She, he's so interested in her. He's giving her all his money, to, and he's teaching her to sing, and he's buying her things. And I'm like, Bubba, you got to save some of your money. And yeah. he was like, no, Christine, Christine, Christine. It's all I heard about. Uh, so, talk, I mean, do you recommend, like, hey, you like her? Go kidnap her. No. Take her down to your lair. No, I wanted like, him to concentrate on his career. Yeah. I wanted him to write more music. Hey, if he likes Christine so much, maybe write her a little tune. He never did. He just wrote all these things that were all his feelings, and he would never publish them. You know the way a kid writes terrible poems? Absolutely. He would write these beautiful things, but he'd be embarrassed Uh because it all had lyrics. At the time, no one knew all these songs that he wrote had lyrics. They were beautiful things, but the lyrics were all like grade two kid stuff. Yeah. Are you married? Well, I was. Oh, okay. You want to talk about it? Uh, she, uh, you know, she was a nice lady. Uh, We loved each other very much. She passed away a few years ago. He never wrote any songs about her. I never wrote any songs about her. You think if you did, she'd still be alive? Oh, through the power of music, you think she would still be alive? Yeah, you know, maybe my biggest regret is that I never wrote a life-saving song for my dead wife. That's a lot of people's regrets. Yeah, oh, sure. Let's list them all, right? I never wrote a song that saved the life of my dead wife. Also, I signed a real creep to a contract. Yeah. So uh, he's giving away his money, right? Is it, and this is strictly against your advice. To, I'm, to your sa- client, I'm telling right? him, save your money, but he's giving it all away. He's buying flowers for her. He's paying, getting singing lessons. It's awful. Uh, I want to talk real quick about a friend of his that I don't know if you know or not. This 
guy, kid, I don't know, the Persian. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Persian. Yeah. Now, this guy knows like where your client lives because he's got like these underground tunnels and layers and stuff. Yeah, in yeah. There's a lot of tunnels underneath Paris. Uh, I don't know yeah. if... Uh, what the Persian says is true. This is where he lives. I'd mostly, we'd meet sometimes, and it was a dark alley, or we'd meet maybe at my office to sign some things, but I never really went to the sewers to see the, where the kid lived. Do you, I mean, that's a weird place for somebody to A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't recommend living in a sewer to anybody. No, don't live in sewers. Yeah, the, the biggest regrets in this kid's life are living in a sewer <laughs> and not writing a song for, that saved the life of my wife. <laughs> How long has your wife been gone? Long time. Okay. What was her name? Jennifer. Jennifer? Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Uh, accidentally. I literally bumped into her on the street in Paris. Oh, that's lovely. I knocked the groceries out of her hand and she called me a name. <laughs> you want to say what the name it, was? It was uh, French uh, Stupide. Stupide? Yeah, 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 yeah. She called me Stupide. Okay. And I was like, ooh, French. And you just, I you didn't were, know what it meant. You were in love right there? <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, so what kind of gigs outside of opera were you looking to get? Eric, is that it? I mean, yeah, Eric, Eric, I right? tried. I wanted them to, you know, uh, operas were popular. But so, you know, so were uh, like comedies. I wanted him to write a little like uh, a fun number a couple guys could sing. Uh, I also wanted him to write some jingles for some products at the time. I just thought, hey, it's a snappy tune. That'll sell a powdered wig. But... Uh, <laughs> He just never got on it, you know? He, I wanted him to... He kept writing about masks and his broken face and his, uh, and his love of Christine. And I was like, other people like other things. But he was like, nope, these three things are the only things I'm writing about. It's tough when you're like locked into three things. He needed to change his scenery. He yeah, needed absolutely. to go out into the world and do stuff, but he wouldn't. He only went to the sewer. His opera about rats was beautiful. Was it? But the subject matter was awful. Yeah. That's got to be, there's tons of rats down in the sewer, right? That's really, he's just writing about what he sees. <laughs> well, you write what you know. That's right. So I want to talk a little bit about these murders here. And I don't know if you can, if you can say that he's done this or not. Uh, you list them, I can confirm or okay. deny. Okay. Joseph is stagehand, he hung himself. 100% phantom. <laughs> <laughs> he hung that guy for sure. <laughs> They were all crawling around up there, and they were like, oh, he slipped and conveniently locked a rope around his neck like a noose. Uh-uh. Yeah. Phantom. Okay. Uh, chandelier that crushed an audience goer. Oh, yeah, Phantom. Okay. Uh, how, does, how does one cut down a whole chandelier? Well, you either go hacksaw yeah. or nothing. It's just hacksaw. Oh, okay. And it takes a long time. I'm pretty sure he tried to do that like a week ahead of when it fell. Yeah. But it took him so long to get through the chain that it fell like a week later, and he was like, well, it still worked. So. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. How does this affect your other clientele? Because you have well, I had a lot of clientele. Yeah. I had a lot of different guys writing a lot of different music, a lot of entertainers in Paris. But when they got wind that I was, you know, representing a murderer, uh, they all left me, and uh, I really only had the phantom left. So what are you up to now? I mean, uh, well, uh, not much, uh, you know. Uh, that uh, Lloyd Webber kid kind of took me for to the laundry. Oh, okay. But uh, he stole your he stole your life. Oh, I wrote a whole thing. I was like, this whole story. I'm gonna write it down so that I don't forget it. Right. I left it on a bus. 
And the next thing I know, Andrew Lloyd Webber's got this whole thing. And I'm like, that's my story. It's a little different from what happened. But, you know, he he shined up some ugly parts for the show. And, they, you know, the half mask in the show is just for the stage so the guy can sing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's usually a full mask. So his whole face is messed up. It, well, he, uh, part of his face, it kind of went down the middle of his eyes. and then, it, but, but, like, his whole mouth. Uh-huh. And then, like, only a bit of his chin. Like, it was gross. Yeah, sure. But yeah. for the stage, they're like, oh, conveniently only over one eye so you can hear what I'm singing. What's a, I mean, what's a plastic surgery option like for somebody like that? You think Ooh, in the 1800s in yeah. Paris? Yeah. Well, it's kind of a back alley thing. Really, bag was number one option. <laughs> yeah. Cheapest, readily available bag. Just put a burlap sack over that head. Maybe cut a hole in it to see what's going on. Yeah. You ever think about lawyering up and going after this lawyer? Oh, he's got a lot of money. He's like a lord. No, he's been knighted. Oh, really? And if I go after him, it's like going after the whole country of England. (laughs) I can't do it. It's just too much money. I never got that much money to begin with. Yeah, you're fighting a losing battle. It's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. So what do you? I mean, what are you up to now? Where are you living? Are you are you still in Paris? Uh, Yeah, I'm in Paris. I alternate between Paris and uh, Berlin. I go back to Berlin and I try and hear some music there to see if anybody wants to, uh, you know, sign with me. Uh, No one has yet. Yeah. Uh, Because they're like, hey, aren't you uh, Sam Boom Bomb that uh, represented the murdering phantom? Yeah. And I go, eh, maybe. And then they go, you are. And then they walk away. I feel like that's something you have to tell somebody. Because, you know, like when you move into a house and there was like a murder-suicide there. The yeah, you have to, to let talk. them know. Right. I have to walk up to them and go, hi, my name is Sam Birnbaum. I represent the murdering <laughs> phantom. Yeah. That's just good to know because you're going to want to know who your, who your agent has been in bed with. Yeah, you know? yeah. And the worst part of it is, right, we don't know if he's dead. Yeah, I want to talk it's about so that. It's so ambiguous. Yeah. Right. Because the couple stories, he just straight disappears. Oh, he's just poof, gone, mask right. on a chair. You, ever, you don't ever hear from him? No, I, I have never heard from him. That's ever. incredible. I've never heard from him. I assume he's dead, but we have no proof. Well, let's play a game. Let's, let's play a game. What do you think he would be up to now if he's still alive, running around in the sewers? What do you think he's up to? If he's still out there, he's probably looking for a place that puts on operas for him to haunt and murder. <laughs> And operas really aren't popular these days, so yeah. he's probably got to pick another option. And I imagine a lot of those theaters don't have spacious underground tunnels. Or, I think it. even at this point, better security. Right, and they're going to know, right? They're going to know if there's an g- ugly guy, because he left his mask behind, <laughs> right, right? So, so he's, he's running around. Very naked. easy to identify right, at this right, right. point. He's got no nose, he's got oh, no he's chin. Oh, he's got a whole thing. It's so gross. And they'd be like, I remember seeing that guy. Yeah. He makes an impression. If he... <laughs> If he is out there, do you want him to get in touch with you? Would you like to maybe jump back into the agent game? Because, you know, things are things I think, are right I now. think there's an opportunity for us to write, for him, and I can represent him, for him to write a response to Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical. Not a sequel, but just like my story. You know, right. like how I, how I did, what really happened. Well, you're a single guy now. Yeah. As we covered. Uh, yeah. Your wife's dead. Yeah. So... You ever think about implementing some of these romantic tactics that your former client had? Well, were they romantic or were they straight up stalking? He looked at her through a two-way mirror. He sang to her through the walls of her dressing room. What a creep. Yeah, I mean, he kidnapped her and took her down, you know. Yeah, he kidnapped her and took her into the sewer. But he gave her a ring, though. 
Oh, it's love at first sewer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, I mean, he gave her. I mean, I'm not saying you have to kidnap anybody, but there's a lot of ways out there to meet meet somebody. Uh, there's a lot. Like uh, Tinder. Use Tinder instead. Put right. up a fun picture where you're holding a fish in front of your face. Right. So no one can see your horrible disfigurement. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I've seen a lot of guys like holding their arm up in their armpit hair, and I saw one guy. He he, he was just. You got guys on Tinder. Well, I don't have guys on Tinder. It sounds like you're saying you have guys on. Tinder. No, I've just I've seen pictures. I'm not on Tinder. Oh, okay. I'm not. But there's Tinder. There's yeah. Bumble. Bumble. There's uh, what else is there? Lava Life. Lava Life. Yeah. Okay, Cupid. Okay, Cupid. There's those late night one eight hundred numbers. Those work. They do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've never done one. Sounds to me like you're saying you know they work. I no, I don't know for sure that they work. I've just I've heard stories that they work. Okay, sure. Yeah. You ever hear of a Nuru massage? What's this? <laughs> a friend of mine was telling me about this thing called the Nuru massage. I can't say I have. No. Okay. Go, well, I mean, go into great detail. You want me to go into great sure. detail? I think what it is, you lay on a rubber mattress and you just get oiled up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then no, like, I don't want to do that. You don't want to do that? All right, so we're getting rid of stalking. You're yep. not going to stalk. No not more kidnap. Stalking. No, no new room massages. No. I, if, I, if he comes back, I want him to write the response to the horrible things Andrew Lloyd Webber has written about him. Would you maybe like to seek the phantom on the Andrew Lloyd Webber? Maybe kill him, hang him. Oh, he doesn't have much time left. No, you just you're waiting it out. Yeah, yeah. I've waited it out this long. <laughs> yeah. What have you been doing in your like since all this happened? I've what, been trying to find other ways to get back into the entertainment business. Yeah. It's really hard now. Nobody likes a nobody likes a composer. They all <laughs> like people who can write a quick three and a half minute song and go on the YouTube and put it out there for people to listen to. Everybody's young. They got no time for age. They got no time for experience. No one wants to hear how hard a forty or fifty year old guy has it. They all want to know how hard a twelve year old had it. Right. Well, you're you're somebody who's been in the entertainment game for a long time. Long time. Do you have any advice for somebody who's entering the entertainment game for the first time? Somebody's brand new. They want to be an actor, yeah. singer, musician. What what, what advice? The would best you have advice them? I can give is to concentrate on your career. If you meet a nice young lady, don't stalk her through a two way mirror. <laughs> don't try to haunt her place of work. Just maybe write a nice little note to her and say, "Hey, I like you." But in the meantime, concentrate on your career. You ever hear from Christine? She ever reach out to you? No, she never did. She married a nice, uh, nice young man, and uh, they lived happily ever after, from far what I know. That seems very nice. It, yeah, it, it seems like a perfect ending. Yeah, if she's listening, do you have any advice or any words that you'd like to say to oh, her? Oh yeah, we don't know if Eric's dead. <laughs> run, save yourself. If you can hear my voice, run far away. We don't know where the Phantom is. I'm kidding. Well, I'd like to think maybe he's still running around the sewers of Paris. Oh, it's, maybe. Uh, that's probably the nicest sewers you could find. True, somewhere. and maybe he's haunting some kid's YouTube channel right now. That would be great, wouldn't it? I like that That'd idea. That'd be crazy. You see somebody hanging on a YouTube channel? That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sam, uh, we're going to start wrapping this up. Oh, okay. I, I want to thank you for coming by. Uh, my pleasure. Sharing your story. This was really, really great. Um, I'm going to turn the mic over to you. If, if Again, if Christine's listening here, if Eric is any, again, more words of wisdom, anything you'd like anybody to know, please let them have it. If you're going to get into entertainment, try not to haunt an opera house and murder people. Uh, if you've got a talent like singing, then sing. If you can write music, write. If you can uh, act, then act. Uh, but if you can do all of those things, but you instead focus on murder, don't do that. <laughs> words of advice. Sam Birnbaum, ladies and gentlemen, let him hear one time. Uh, thank you so much, Sam. Let's give it up for Nug, ladies and gentlemen. 
Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself and Nate DeFort, with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case, with additional music by Dane Halverson. And our artwork was done by Mark Nishan. Sam Birnbaum was played by Nug Nargang. You can catch Nug on Twitter at Nug Nargang, or on one of Nate and I's favorite podcasts, Illusionoid. A fully improvised sci-fi podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. A very special thank you to everybody at the Bad Dog Theater, Ashley Como, and everybody who came out to the show. Here are some free and easy ways you can support us that will have a huge impact on the show. If you're listening in a podcast player, make sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review for us. You can follow us on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. If you like this week's episode, tweet about us. Facebook about us, Instagram about us. Hell, if you're still on MySpace, do that too. Now, if you're a big fan of My Neighbors Are Dead and you want all kinds of extra stuff like swag, extra content, and updates on upcoming news and events, you can donate to the show by going to patreon.com forward slash my neighbors are dead. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Oh, and also, Sinbad, if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter at my dead neighbors. <laughs>